0: BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Winter is coming.
1: Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Kumo tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. That's TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. That's TireRack.com, TireRack.com,
2: TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Thanks for
1: listening to the Jason Smith show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith show with Mike Harmon at FoxSportsRadio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR.
3: Listening to Fox Sports Radio.
1: Hello and welcome inside hour two of the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. What's a hobo? Yeah, we may have to explain to Gen Z what a hobo is. We may have to, I don't know. know. Uh, we're live at the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers, TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. You know, it's funny you mentioned John Wick, right? Because, uh, look, we're, we're going to get to who the next great NFL analyst is going I have no doubt in my mind this guy's the next great NFL analyst. But, you know, everybody has their own traditions, at, at at holiday times, movies they watch, TV shows sure, they watch. Like, we watch a lot of West Wing. It just happens. Harry Potter is a very popular movie that we watch. A lot of people watch at Christmas time. And sure, you get your know, Christmas movies. Love Actually and Die midsummer. Hard. Midsummer, yeah, yeah. Sure, mid, no, Midsummer is a midsummer movie. It's not a Christmas movie because the name of the movie is Midsummer. You should watch that in the middle of the summer. Actually, you shouldn't watch it at all because it's a great movie, but you can't unsee it. So no one should ever watch that movie.
4: Don't go back for seconds. I I know what you're saying there. This is
1: like in this is like in the in the movie. This is like in the movie when when the person warns the person, you don't want to watch that. No, I do, I do. You don't. You'll never be the same once you watch that. T- it's like The Ring. It's like a real life version of The Ring. Once you see Midsummer, you cannot unsee it, and you'll think about it
4: every day, every day. You sure you want to see it? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, all right, all right. Don't say I didn't warn you. Yeah, I mean, we watch Batman Returns. A fantastic Christmas movie. <laughs> another
1: one you can't unsee is Batman Return,
4: sure. It's a great movie, though. I, I don't I wouldn't and it's say a Christmas Batman. Movie. It's not a
1: great movie. That's the one with Chester Copperpot, right? In, yeah. In yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's a great movie. Michelle Pfeiffer. I'd say it's not Christopher Walken. Okay, you say Batman Returns, not as good as Batman, but better than Batman and Robin. That's what you have to say. It's a kind of in That's the middle.
4: Fair. But, I mean, they're much different movies. I mean, the other one was the last, Batman and Robin. I mean, most of it was to try to get you to laugh, right? It was back to a little of the campy style.
1: Yeah, they wanted to sell merchandise and everything and all toys. Yeah. Uh, But, you know, I will say it seems like the last couple of years a lot of TV networks are running the John Wick movies. And I don't know why, but, like, I feel like the holidays is kind of a John Wick time, too. Like, it's like, oh, hey, John Wick 4 was on. It's on all day time. I'm going to watch John Wick 4. John Wick 3 is on. John Wick 2. Now, yes, the John Wick movies are on, but I feel like we're getting them a lot in the holidays. It's kind of like a fun holiday escape. Hey, come on over and watch John Wick 2. Yeah, go. Kill- this movie kills 142 people. John Wick 3 kills 196 people. John Wick 4, 733 people. I, I kind of feel like John Wick is becoming a, a Christmas tradition.
4: But let me ask you holiday, this: holiday, 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 holiday. Let me holiday, ask you this On the holiday, holiday, holiday. Have the uh, filmmakers ever confirmed the actual body count?
1: I think no, I think. But I think you people with nothing else to do but sit around and well, watch have but, confirmed. The body but,
4: have, but have they gotten those to where those are the official rankings? Because now it becomes a thing.
1: Uh, I bet you I can find within five seconds. How many people?
4: No, 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 no. I'm not saying some jackass didn't do it. I'm just saying, do they recognize them as the official body count? Oh, okay. Because otherwise, you could still argue it and make that a drinking game.
1: The highest number of kills in a single movie is 177.
4: It's a good amount of kills.
1: Over 500 people killed in the John Wick movies. The average yeah, number that's... of kills per movie is 125.
4: <sighs> <sighs> Yeah, that's um, <laughs> But I mean, that's a lot of drinking. Oh, uh, boy. yeah. Okay. Uh, well, we'll have to go back to the drawing board on that one. Maybe it's a sip instead oh, no. of a, a shot. Yeah, no, there you go. That's, that's, that guy, that. he didn't even get to the second scene. He I mean, <laughs> <He> <laughs> he made... say, that guy's <laughs> under the table, and we didn't even get to, what are you you up know, to the
1: transition out of him finding out about his dog. What are you up to? We're still in the opening credits. The director's name just went on screen. Now <laughs> The cinematographer. What happened producers, to Producers. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, get right. Hey, John Wick, a holiday tradition Who unlike knew? any other. Uh, speaking of traditions unlike any other, we are always on the lookout for who's going to be the next great media star on TV, who's going to be the next great analyst. Have so much conversation about Al Michaels and how good he is or isn't in the broadcast booth anymore. But I, I don't know if I can get odds on this in Vegas somewhere, but I will tell you this. Not just after today, but after today kind of cements it for me. Ben Roethlisberger is going to be the next great media star out of the NFL. There is no doubt in my mind that he's going to be the next great star because what he does on his podcast, and he's someone who makes headlines now and again just by doing his podcast. He made big headlines today with what he said about mm-hmm. the Steelers. He has everything you want in a player turned broadcaster. Right, Roethlisberger has the cachet that he just played. Everybody remembers his career. It was a great career. Right, the guy won a couple of Super Bowls. He's probably going to the Hall of Fame. Uh, he was up and down as far as the the the. I, I don't want to say the off the field things that happened to him during his career that he was responsible for that really, uh, you know, were not great things at all were really bad things, but he goes on, he plays. And by the end of his career, he had turned his life around a little bit, but what he does and, and, and being someone that is, I, I don't know if it's just that, that networks haven't gotten around to him yet, but what he does and what he is, is exactly what networks want guys coming off the field to do. They want them to be able to be critical of what they see and not worry about, hey, so-and-so is going to text me, so-and-so is going to say something to me if I criticize them and say, what the hell are you doing? Because that's what happens to so many great analysts. They come on with so much promise, and what happens? Well, they don't want to criticize guys because they're not sure if they're going to stay in TV forever, or they don't want to deal with the fallout because they know a lot of players on the league, and they don't want to be frozen out of anything. You get guys, and and that's what happens. I see it all the time. I used to see it when I was at ESPN at Fox. Guys would come in for audition former players, and they would just light the screen up man. like, oh my God, these guys are going to be awesome. These guys are going to be unbelievable on TV. And then they actually get on and they drive to the middle because they either don't want to hear from people in the game. Hey, you're criticizing me. You're doing this because who are the best analysts out there? The ones who are willing to be critical of players, and what Roethlisberger is doing is he's being incredibly critical of his team. You would well, think that, that's where he jumped,
4: jumped over, yeah, yeah.
1: You would think that Roethlisberger, okay, he's going to be critical of the guys. No, but he is critical of his old team. Which you know, when guys, would, you know, is Brady really going to be critical of the Patriots? At now, nah, come on, man, Brady's a Patriot legend. Roethlisberger does not care. And here's a bit from his podcast earlier today in which he thinks the Steeler way and the Steeler tradition might be dead. Let's hear it.
3: I felt that certain guys on the team aren't in it for the team. They're in it for themselves. Well, now some of the guys on the team are saying the same thing. So maybe I wasn't too far off when I said that. But I know that I'm retired. I just don't, you know, I'm not in the locker room. I get it. But it just feels like that. It just feels like that's something that's kind of been lost on this team a little bit. It feels like the Steeler way is just not. There just wasn't that Steeler tradition passed down and I just you have it on defense don't get me wrong but you don't have it on offense right now and it's it's just making it really hard you're not seeing in my opinion the toughness on offense but I just feel like people aren't afraid to play the Pittsburgh Steelers anymore for for whatever you know whatever that is but maybe the 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 tradition of the Pittsburgh Steelers is 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 done maybe it needs to be formed a new kind of way I don't know
1: He went on to say that he blames coaching for it, so suddenly he's taking his old head coach that he won a Super Bowl with, throwing him under the bus and saying, yeah, maybe it's coaching, so that's a Mike Tomlin thing, throwing the offense under the bus. And look, part of it is Roethlisberger saying, hey – You miss me while I'm gone right now because clearly the problem is quarterback because that's the number one Mm. quarter problem on the team. But the fact that he goes and he is okay with lighting up the culture, even though I'm not in the locker room, but I'll light up the Steeler way is not there and and I don't like what I see on the field, yeah – he's going to wind up being somebody that a network hires and he's going to be a difference maker. Because when you say things, look, ex-athletes say things all the time and sometimes they're minor headlines on the internet, sometimes they make big headlines. And Roethlisberger, because of his relevancy and his star-studded career, yeah, he cuts through. Somebody's going to hire him and he's going to make a big difference because already you go in and, and Roethlisberger's polarizing. Either I don't like him at all from what happened with him as a player or I don't like him but I respect what he has to say or I'm a Steeler fan and Roethlisberger's great and I love what he says because he speaks the truth, but he's polarizing, which is what the best analysts need to be. You need to agree and disagree with them. And he's going to be somebody that a network hires and it's going to be wow. Look at who knew Ben Roethlisberger was going to be that guy.
4: Yeah, I think one of the things, you know, with Roethlisberger is those final couple of years were very uneasy with him as well, right? You cite the the off-the-field issues and, and look, much different time, right, as to how that was covered and maybe a little bit of kid gloves because he's a quarterback on a winning team and some of the details a a bit murky. But advance the the calendar five to seven years on that, and, and that happens like now or the last three or four years, it's a completely different world for him. But the rehabilitation of the image, at least from a personal standpoint, married kids, all of that stuff, you know, showing up at the games. And here I am while these two teams stink, right? Hey, I'm showing up for Steelers and Patriots so I can mock them and then show my, my kids what bad football is, you know, because dad was great. But the last couple of years of his career, the is he going to retire? Is he not? All of those things. You probably lost a bunch of your, your Steeler fandom in those years because you kind of held the, the team, the organization hostage. So you have a little bit of that. To his point about culture and all, sure, they always had knuckleheads, but there was enough of a locker room, including a guy that quarterbacked for almost, what, 17 years? 18 years before he moves on where you've got stability. You've got longstanding players on that offensive side of the ball. You got a couple of linemen, but all your skill position guys, including the knuckleheads, they've only been there a couple of years, right? Kenny Pickett's a kid. Trubisky comes in and in theory, they they're going to lean into him. Well, you had Matt Canada and guess what? He was only part of the problem. You still have lots of other issues that you need to solve. So all of it goes to say that Roethlisberger he he did exactly what you would do according to the script. How do I show that I can't? I can pull no punches and really get after it. I'll go after the sacred cow that is Mike Tomlin, because right now it's in vogue to do that. Let's face it, we've yeah. had those oh, yeah, yeah. you know thought pieces of all right, you know this guy he wins every year. We did it with Jay Glazer a little bit, uh, and then he went on uh, about Belichick more. But just the idea that. You know, at some point, all things come to an end and, you know, an organizational reset. Is it, you know, Tomlin? Is it everything else? But for Roethlisberger, yeah, this was a great audition tape today. The fact that this made its rounds because he went after the home team. You I mean, just said, look, I'll, I'll burn it down if I have to.
1: It's one thing to say, hey, the Patriots got problems quite well, okay. But I'm I'm going after yeah. my team, man. No, I'm gonna go
4: after I'm, Tomlin I'm and coaching decisions. Coach Timeout management, all Ooh, of those things. Man. Like you got very specific Very specific. Very specific. About about a couple of those timeout decisions and game management situations. Yeah, it uh, really took a turn. So I I would agree. He'll get a shot here in short order.
1: Yeah. I mean, look, because he's what networks are looking for. He's going to be polarizing, and he's going to make headlines. You always look for what athletes, when they speak, do you pay attention to what they have to say? And like I said, some people. We we joked around about Gilbert Arenas making that headline earlier today about how, oh yeah, uh, you just you just you're just seeing Draymond Green go after European players because they they've come over here and had some success. You know, that's something that's a minor ripple, and it's like, oh, it's Gilbert Arenas saying it. But
4: you get well, ben Lock- a, it only gets magnified for the fact that we're talking about him on the all-time right. suspension list. Sure, when Draymond sure. gets the indefinite. Yeah. Hey, he was a, got a 50 gamer, remember? But that's the.
1: But that's okay. That's Gilbert. With something minor that that doesn't matter. You have Ben Roethlisberger on the front page of ESPN.com and and all the big sports. Hey, he just lit up his former team. This guy's got no problem doing that, right? Because that's the issue with someone. And and I'll say, you know, you know who it was for a long time was Rex Ryan right Rex Ryan came into ESPN he was going to be the next great analyst right? Oh, he's so bombastic in the stories he's telling but the first few years he thought he was going to get back into coaching and so he kind of drove to the middle a little bit and he wasn't Mm -hmm. nearly as critical as you expected him to be because well I want to do TV for a little bit but I really want to be a head coach again I really want to get back in and now that that's done and that ship has sailed the last few years Rex Ryan's made some headlines because I don't care anymore and so I'm going to say things even if they're outlandish. It doesn't matter. I'm going to say things. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make you make you pay attention to what I have to say. And that's what turns people into great analysts. It's why Dan Orlovsky makes ridiculous headlines now. And then. why we're talking about David Carr, who right. wants Randall Cunningham to play quarterback for the Eagles <laughs> this week.
4: I mean, it's ridiculous. Well, but... conversely, look what happened to uh, Tony Romo. Yeah. Everybody loved him for a year.
1: Yeah. And then he decided, no, oh, I'm driving in the middle. And now, you know, I'm done predicting games and my big thing is just saying,
4: Jim, Jim, did you see that play, Jim? Jim, what a great play that Making was, Jim. Making jokes? Oh, I mean, Jim, this, this week Jim. he had Taylor, Taylor Swift, happy birthday, Taylor Swift, uh, <laughs> uh, married to Travis Kelsey, so that was good. <laughs> well, maybe hey, maybe he was there and maybe they're married and he wasn't supposed to tell anybody. Well, it. and that's what Jim Nance said. He like, uh, you know something we don't?
1: <laughs> Jim, 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 people, are, the Swifties are mad at me, Jim,
4: Jim, Jim. They think hey, I got them married, Jim. Jim. Hey, Do you think she Jim. shows up for the season finale uh, when Easton Stick takes takes the field for yeah. the Chargers
1: well you have to i mean come on it's Easton Stick who okay. knows if he, well, you know, when him and Quentin Johnston become the next Montana and Rice tomorrow well, night,
4: you're gonna you're gonna have to see. Well, that. that's it. You gotta come see Easton Stick play. Raider Nation, 46 uh. points scored in there. <laughs> you know, since <laughs> everybody clamored for to Pierce to have the job. Jim. But yeah, Ben Roethlisberger, Jim. welcome to sh- Showtime, Jim.
1: They want Roethlisberger to take my place, Jim. Jim, can you predict? <laughs> predict plays like this, Jim? Uh. Jim, Jim, you're gonna put in a word for me, right, Jim? Jim, you gotta talk to the guys, Jim. Jim, 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 you gotta talk to. Uh, to I, don't, I don't know who's at the top anymore, Jim, you gotta talk to them, right, Jim?
4: Jim? Jim, 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 you gonna help me, Jim? Jim, where you going, Jim? Jim, we're doing the game still, Jim. I don't Wait. know what to say. Well, here's here's the question that you have to ask though: Does Nance leave, and will Noah ego want? Uh, Tony Romo. <laughs>
1: well, Romo's getting fifteen, what eighteen million a year for the next few years. Yeah. I think you're kind of stuck with Tony Romo.
4: Well, at least for a couple more years. I'm not saying he's walking away boy, tomorrow, but I mean, you know, boy,
1: Tony Romo's doing like the seventh game for CBS.
4: <laughs> he's doing, he's
1: doing, he's doing Titans Chargers Week 16. Noah, Noah, Noah. Can you believe Noah? You know, I work with your dad, Noah. Noah, your dad's pretty cool, Noah. Yeah, you Noah, 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 your dad's pretty cool, Noah. I This is kind of cool. I work with I, and now I work with Noah. This is cool, Jim. Jim, I'm sorry. I keep calling you Jim. I'm just going to call you Jim, Noah. Is that okay? I'm going to call you Jim. (laughs) Exit out by the Fresca. Exit Swollen down the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. But watch out. Someone's going to hire Ben Roethlisberger, and he's going to be the next big NFL analyst. Uh, Coming up next, we got more from the NFL because after today, I really do think one big-time NFL personality is personally tanking the season. Not the whole team. No, no, no. no. One person is personally tanking this season. Personally. Uh, Tonight's show brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. That's coming up next to the Tyrec.com studios. Keep it right here. This is Fox.
3: Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
1: You know, I'm glad you played this song. I'm 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 glad you played this song because I, I have a question about this song.
3: What's up, Jason?
1: I mean I mean I'm I'm pro Andy Williams. Don't get me wrong. Good good. But
3: you're more Andy Andy the, Williams, huh? Uh,
1: no no. Well okay, if you could find another good Andy Williams,
4: but or you could drink, you grab some Paul Williams. You
1: can't. Can, Paul Williams. But uh, there's a line in this that really it kind of takes me out of the song a little bit because I don't think anything that he says is true. What? Now, now, follow me on this here, right? So the oh, it's line. Because you're
3: an Andy Griffith guy. The, the line's
1: it. coming up, and and take a listen right here. Good so far. Okay, that's, that's my problem, okay? Well, no, you do like the ghost
4: stories? The ghost
1: stories of Christmas, All no. All Krampus, baby, let's while, go! Right. Oh, Krampus. And while and while I like to tell stories that people tell stories about, there's no stories about the glories of Christmases long, long ago. Yeah, there is. No, there isn't. What's hey, the whole purpose of Christmas? Hey, remember when Uncle Rich got so tanked and he threw up? Those are Christmas the glorious morning?
4: tales. We tell the tale of my uncle going and, and helping yeah, out at Mass, and then that's... later on had, going on a bender. And us having to go search. Yeah, for but, him. but that, I mean that's that's tales of long ago. Yeah, but that's man, that's not a
1: glorious tale. It's just sure a tale it of, is. Look how embarrassing your no, family, is. family.
4: No, lore. it's, not, it's not ah, family it's lore. That's not family lore. Like silly Uncle Tone. We had to go find him.
1: Well, here's a tale of Christmas long, long ago. In 1927, your great grandfather Herbert walked through the snow five feet to deliver presents to your grandmother. So she made sure something was under the tree for all of your grandparents at
4: Christmas. <laughs> My. Grandfather was walking through the town giving everybody the bootleg. (laughs) What
1: a great boost! What a great story, Dad. Do you have another story about a Christmas long, long ago? Yes, in 1988, your uncle and I decided to go to a strip bar on Christmas Eve because I got in a fight with your mother. And we get there, and we're all everything is all lit up, and the women are wearing elf costumes. Wow! I shouldn't tell this story. I should. That's a pretty good story.
4: Keep going. Come on. Keep telling us some of your personal tales of of yours, Smith. It's not glory. It's not. It's not a Christmas. That is glory. Out a glory of long ago. <laughs> hey, then, man, people, you know, they always talk about tuitions. That's, that's you know, other stuff you got to finish. And a, couple of
1: years, and a couple of years before you were born, you wouldn't know this, but in your room, uh, your mother's brother, Uncle Rich, used to live here because he fell on hard times and refused to go out and get a job. And finally, we had to kick him out. It was really difficult. That's why you didn't know your Uncle Rich until you were eight years old. That's, that, that's what happened. There's a tale of a glory of a Christmas long, long ago.
4: Well, I mean, for one person, it may not be great, but for the rest of the family, look, part of it is mocking each other. Have I mean, I mean, you ever been to an Irish wake and okay, funeral? Okay. Smith? I mean, it's the same thing. No, but you get not, together and you're celebrating life it's not by talking glory. about the foibles and the craziness. It's not and, a then And the ghosts oh, of the past. And there's no
1: ghost stories. There's no ghost stories. Well, okay. There, okay. There's one ghost story and it's a Christmas carol.
4: That's, that's the only it. There's no, no other there, ghost story. Look, man. You, that's you your talk ghost story. About, maybe that's the only one that's been popularized and commercialized. You know, by Scrooge McDuck and everybody. Everybody else has gotten gotten it on, you know, and they have their own tales. By the way, Paul Williams, I jammed him into the tale, not mm. just because his surname was Williams, but because we've heard a lot of Kermit the Frog, and he was one of the co-composers <laughs> of the Rainbow <laughs> Connection.
1: Jason, Santa's a ghost story. Santa's not a ghost I've story. I've never seen him. But he's not a hologram. He is a spirit. He's not a right? ghost. It's a ghost story. He's either real or he's not. Right? creeps into my house in the middle of the night when we're asleep. That's a ghost story.
4: No, no but that's... He that's, sees you when you're sleeping. That's, that's what I'm saying! He knows when you're awake. Okay.
1: terrifying. Okay, first of all, we now know who Santa is. Santa will come in and will violently blank up anybody who tries to steal diamonds from someone's house, because I saw David Harbour do it last year in Violent Night. Santa Claus came in and kicked some ass. He was stabbing guys with axes and 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 cutting body parts off, and killing John Leguizamo, sorry, spoiler alert, Uh, we know Santa comes in and cleans up, like Bruce Willis and Die Hard.
4: Boy, Legazamo really got beat up in the last year, man. Well, he's had, he's
1: had a lot of he, he's had a little bit of a career resurgence, right? He had the menu, and he had, well, I mean, the menu turned into um, well, but that's what I mean, right?
4: I, I, yeah, sure. yeah, I mean. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. he had some you know tremendous yeah. endings, yeah, but he had he, he had he had work. He was he had good. A good. Run. He, he got work exactly.
1: Uh, so, uh, Twitter at How About A Fresca, Mike at Swollen Dome for you. If you tales. know
4: of any ghost stories <laughs> and tales of if Christmases Christmas is long, long ago, ah. please add Swollen Dome. It must be
1: some kind of ghost. Car. All right. So (laughs) we had the report yesterday of Bill Belichick. The decision has been made that Belichick is going to be out in New England after this year is over, right? Tom Curran, NBC Boston said, yep, decision was made after the loss to the Colts, in germany we're going to go our separate ways okay well you knew that was going to be part of the press conference for bill belichick today and bill belichick doing bill belichick things answered all the questions as you expect him to
4: do you have an understanding that robert will not ask you to be back next year yeah i getting ready right for kansas city that's what i'm doing yeah i'm getting ready right for kansas city
0: i well understanding that you're getting ready for Kansas. City. Have you and Robert discussed your future beyond the season? I'm getting ready for Kansas City. <laughs>
4: That's right. While I point. know you're getting ready for Kansas City, so don't give me that answer. I know you're getting ready. Don't tell
1: me you're getting ready for. I know you're getting ready. I know you are. Don't tell me. Don't give. But have you talked about your future with Bob? And don't tell me you're getting ready. Don't tell me you're getting ready. Don't say chair.
4: Chair. Yeah, getting ready for Kansas City.
1: High chair. It's the same thing. It's lounge chair. No, don't say chair. Uh, don't tell me about But you knew Belichick's going to give you the get ready for Kansas City. So get ready for Kansas City. Get ready for Kansas City. Now, here's where I, I give you something a little bit different on Belichick because it's been a big topic of conversation. Look, we told you in July this was going to be it for Belichick in New England. Bob Kraft was impatient. You knew going in it was going to be a blank show. And I said sometime around Thanksgiving, we were going to get the story that they were going to mutually part ways. Well, here we are a couple of weeks after Thanksgiving. I'm going to take the big W on this. Mike and I can be NFL insiders. But at this point, I'm going to say that Bill Belichick is personally tanking. All right. Because what what have I said about him throughout the season? Either he's lost his fastball, which he has, because of the decisions that he's made with the Patriots the last three years, the long list of, of bad decisions he's made have all come home to roost. But now look at this year, right? He's so mad at the Patriots. So mad he's making sure this year he leaves them in no man's land. They're terrible. The first part of the season but i can't lose to the jets so we're going to really try to beat the jets because i really like beating the jets because i can't stand the jets so they beat the jets they lose all the other games and now they get tomorrow. Okay, now we're eliminated from playoff contention. We can't make it anymore where you have two wins. Wait a minute. We could finish with the number one pick in the draft. They could get Caleb Williams. They can get Drake May. If I'm not going to be here, I don't want the Patriots to get these guys. So we go ball out and beat the Steelers when we shouldn't have, even though the Steelers are starting Mitch Trubisky. Sorry, buddy. And now watch this week. They'll go out and beat the Chiefs. Now when like 16-10 and suddenly they got three wins and the Patriots are going to end up like 6-11 and they're going to pick 12th. And Belichick's going to go someplace else and go, ah, see you, suckers. I made sure we didn't make the playoffs. I made sure you weren't going to get a great quarterback. I did my job. Bill Belichick personally tanking this year right now for New England.
4: Yeah, I think when we we look at the – look, the defense has still been good, right? You lost your number one pick to injury, Gonzalez, uh, and Judon went down, and yet you've still been fantastic. How the hell do you lose three straight games when you give up ten points? Right? I mean, so to that end, he can still coach some defense, right? They can still get after it. Schedule also helped a little bit during that process. Then you have the game against the Steelers. They still were really terrible for a half. So, I mean, he tried. He tried to give that game back after rushing (laughs) out to a lead. He tried. So, yeah, it's... It's a mess. Like, I, I was on the full tanking side, and I've been arguing that with you for a while. Personally, right? but he's personally doing no, it. No, no, like but that's Nobody a, else is doing it but him. Nobody no, else is doing I, it well, but, him. but but that's the problem is that the players are still going to play. Right, they they're still looking for contracts. They're yeah, still well that, but that's to put, how you
1: tank. You you don't you just don't put the players in the position to make the plays they can, or you put players who can't. Did do you it expect in Bailey Zappi
4: to make oh, any of those plays? no, how,
1: you did not. I oh, hate it. Look, and even the whole Malik Cunningham thing, right? I mean, just just think about it well,
4: that's, that's a whole mess. Just think right? about
1: it. He was asked today, "Hey, did you try to get Malik on the field, on with you guys?" He goes, "Yeah, it was just too tough. I wish him all the best success."
4: No, this is
1: a guy that was making plays in. The preseason, and in the year we're in the NFL, people have gone to their second, third, fourth, fifth quarterbacks, traded for guys, and started them the next week and wound up winning, not only did you sign Malik Cunningham to a three-year contract, then you cut him, you never gave him a chance to be a starting quarterback. Maybe maybe he could win a couple of games for you. Maybe his unique skill set is going to be something that you can do. And instead, what happens? We leave him on the practice squad so someone takes him. So now you don't even have Malik Cunningham going into next year. right? You have whatever you're going to get. No, Malik Cunningham, who could have been a great quarterback, the fan base was excited about, him maybe getting a chance. Nope. Not even going to have him because they left him off the roster. Couldn't leave him on the roster. Couldn't bring three quarterbacks never know it. No, no, no. We don't want him on the roster. Hey, oh, it's a, we're so sad we lost Malik Cunningham to the Ravens, where now he's going to back up Lamar Jackson for the rest of his career, and whatever the, the Ravens do, if they lose Lamar Jackson, they don't have to change the offense at all. He can go right in and play. He's been tight with Lamar for a while. You're talking about two great quarterbacks out of Louisville, and the Ravens are all set now. And if if one gets hurt, Malik Cunningham can go play as he learns the offense. It's an unbelievable move. But for the Patriots, when it would have made sense at some point, don't you want to see if Malik Cunningham can do something? Don't you want to see if he can potentially win a game for you or maybe be an answer at quarterback? Of course you do. Of course, No, 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 no. Not only are we going to do, we're going to bring him up and back and up and back. We're going to sign him for three years then we're gonna cut him wait what yes then we're gonna cut him we're gonna sign him and then we're gonna cut him and then we're gonna lose him so we don't have anything for him this is how the page have run their team this is where i say belichick has lost his fastball because how do you how does any quarterback how does any head coach survive a ridiculous move with your backup quarterbacks like that not even robert Sala did that with the jets not even the vikings who are on their 11th quarterback this year have done something like that but yet belichick does it Maybe he's personally tanking. I want to leave, make sure when I leave here, there is zero talent on this Patriots roster. Zero.
4: Well, I, I like that theory. Now, defensively, again, you've really got some talent, but uh, everything else has been a miss. And you can't tell me this was a long play because he's misevaluated a lot of those positions on the, the offensive side for a while. Right. Tom Brady covered up a lot of ills, and, and it takes nothing away from the Welkers uh, and the Amendolas, the Edelmans, and, and obviously Gronkowski, you know, one of the great uh, lottery tickets of all time. We're going to take him. What's going on? Well, he's got a bacchiotomy. We could blow up at any time. Now he's a Hall of Famer. Who knew? But when we look at the rest of the wide receivers and tight ends they brought in, Hunter Henry's been a pretty good uh, red zone guy for them in spurts when healthy. But otherwise, it's been one miss after the next. So, yeah, that side, take away the power. Take away the uh, responsibility. Uh, But full-on tanking? No, I just think he he and his dog were bad at that side of the ball. (laughs)
5: <laughs> he is
1: dog. All right, so if you had to say right now, dog power rankings: Belichick's dog or Kirk Herbstreet's dog? Whose dog is higher?
4: Look, Belichick's is a working dog. I, you know, he may make some mistakes. I don't know. I think Kirk Herbstreet's dog no, flies no, no, all no, around no. the guy. I mean, come no, on, he's man. A, he's a damn show dog he's at a, this point. He's a show. He dog. is. He's just a larger version of a pampered Uh, lap dog. Wow. Herb Street's turning him into this side of a Paris Hilton dog.
1: Wow, you are really anti. What's his name, Ben? Is that
4: the dog's name? Ben, You are
1: really Uh, anti-Ben.
4: I'm just comparing him to the working dog that is Bill Belichick's dog, trying to learn literally at the foot of the master.
1: Dog hater, man. Dog hater. Uh, But just think about that. You made me rake him. Bill Belichick. Yeah, all you're saying is one was one and one is two. You didn't have to say, oh, this I dog. I do radio. This dog I do radio. Do we don't do that. This we is don't. the worst dog ever. We never just ever. do
4: rankings, number one, this guy. This is, guy. The, this is the worst two, dog guy. ever.
1: Mm. Why do you have to do that? It's the worst dog. I didn't like Lassie either, Rin Tin Tin. None of those dogs. They were all bad. I didn't even like Eddie on Frazier. He was just too annoying to me after a while. Oh, I didn't like it. I didn't like it. Your dog hater, man. Eddie's dead. What, what did you do?
4: Why did wow. you do that? Why, why would you? Of, of course, course you did. Of course. How dare you? People are like, do, everybody's mm. coming back. It's like, well, what about Eddie? Eddie ain't with us. Mm.
1: Bill Belichick, personally tanking. Just think about that. I would to leave you with nothing when I go coach another team. Uh, right now, <laughs> someone who never personally tanks. She always gives us her best effort. It's Monty Bolaños I do try. Trending.
6: Uh, I would like to throw in my dog as the better dog out of all those two. Okay. Yeah. All right, Dexter. very good.
1: What is your give me one thing your what dog does? Your does? Dog do? My
6: my dog is a three-legged pit bull that okay. survived cancer 3 years ago in May. Survived all the odds. Just because he's older. He's now 12 years old. So Wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah they t- yeah, so he's uh he still runs, he still jumps. He is an op- a, a, a a grumpy old man that just barks at everyone. Okay. Yeah, but he's the best. He's right. the best. And he's scary, but he's not. He looks like he looks like John Wick's dog. Except he's a little bit bigger and alive. Yes, and alive. Because you know what happened. Yes, to Rest- right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but wow. you know, you Spoiler know Spoiler alert! <laughs> but, but that's the whole. Someone <laughs> might be watching that for Come the first on, time right as first? part of a Christmas marathon. Well, Find out in
1: the first eight seconds yeah. they kill John Wick's dog, yeah. and then he goes and kills five hundred people. <laughs>
6: yeah, which I would do the same thing. So I, I totally understand John Wick. All right guys, let's start in the NBA. The final game has wrapped up. The Knicks tried to make a little run there at the end, but the Jazz held on to come out on top 117 to 113. The Nets took down the Suns in Phoenix 116 to 112. The Big 3 finally debuted, finally debuted and it didn't matter. KD 27 points, 6 rebounds, Bradley Beal 14 points, Devin Booker 34 points and 12 assists. The Bucks with the 140 to 126 victory over the Pacers. Giannis Antetokounmpo a career high and a Bucks franchise record 64 points, 14 rebounds. Now, after the game, there was a bit of an issue. Apparently, the Pacers took the game ball away from Antetokounmpo, and Antetokounmpo and a couple of the Bucks went down the tunnel to where the Pacers were. A little scuffle ensued. Rick Carlisle, coach of the Pacers after, kind of made it seem like it wasn't a big deal, and then he said that they took the ball to give it to rookie Oscar Shebway, who scored his first points ever. He made one free throw.
1: Yeah. And that's they wanted it for frame. And Giannis and Halliburton are screaming, are screaming. at each other on yes. the floor <laughs> over the ball.
6: But it's like, what do you. I, Rick Harley, I was like, well, we gave it to that guy. No, Giannis gets the ball. He did get the ball. Security was able to get the ball.
1: And My name's Oscar. I don't get the ball for my first <laughs> point.
6: No, no, you don't, Oscar. It's give one him a replica. Point. Yes, give him any other ball. No, Giannis gets that no, ball. No, come on, I don't get the ball. Well, oh. the bigger
4: thing is it's in Milwaukee. It's their ball. Yes.
6: It. No, like, I don't even, I can't believe it was even a, a problem. But it was my first point. I don't get the one to get no. the ball. No, no, you don't, Oscar. No, you don't. The NBA is suspending Draymond Green for that incident with Yusuf Nurkic of the Phoenix Suns, where he swung his arm, hit him in the head. He's expected to do work before he actually gets to play again. We'll see what happens there. Let's go to the ice. There's two games currently going on. Colorado Avalanche beating Buffalo 3-1 to one. halfway through the second period. The Kings are beating the the jets 2-0 early in the second period and uh, happy taylor swift's birthday to you guys right back at you thank you so much uh this is a really funny story that i have to tell you guys okay so apparently will levis's girlfriend gia duddy broke up with him after the nfl draft she like got popular because people saw her on tv she's a Mm -hmm. good looking lady and she's posted a picture Most of her comments are people telling her what Will Levis just did in week 14, that game-winning drive. (laughs) So it's this picture of her, and literally the first comment, 327 yards, one touchdown, beating a 9-3 and team. Somebody puts, you're actually too perfect, and somebody responds, if by perfect you mean 300 yards and a 14-point comeback in under three minutes, you're correct. You fumbled bad. Your ex is him. 300 yards, 14-point comeback. These are all the comments on her most latest picture.
1: Wow! I, and I did what then. did you comment?
6: I I don't know yet because oh, these are okay. all so good. I got to think right. of a good one.
1: Very, just, all right, Very good, very good. Yeah.
6: So uh, Gia Duddy should not have broken up with Will Evans.
1: Pro- no, probably not. That's a tough not. surname. But to be, maybe they, with they, with maybe maybe show. maybe they get back together now. You never know. Maybe no. maybe we know. are
4: never ever ever
6: <laughs> getting
1: back together.
6: <laughs> Damn exactly. Right.
1: Thank you, Monson. Yeah. The Jason Smith Show with my best friend Mike Harmon. All right, coming up next, we now have to get into the biggest debate of the night: who gets that ball. Giannis with his 64 points or the rookie who got his first point of his NBA career. This is so silly and it's so much fun. It's next Fox.
4: Jason, what happened to my dog?
3: Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 PM Eastern, 7 PM Pacific on Fox sports radio and the iHeartRadio radio app.
2: VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career.
4: The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need.
2: Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact.
1: Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. And now to the silliest controversy of the night. Giannis goes for 64 tonight against the Pacers, right? Career high franchise record. Following the game, the Pacers take the game ball because Oscar Shibwe, a rookie, scored his first NBA point on yeah. a free throw. So they try to take the ball. It becomes a whole thing. And Giannis is yelling at Tyrese Halliburton over the ball. And this is the silliest thing in the world. You have Giannis saying, I want the ball because I scored 64. It's my career high, my franchise. They're saying, we want the ball for this kid because it was his first point he scored in the NBA. And they're like going to go down on this like at half half court. It's fantastic. So great. Now, let me tell you how great this is. But first of all, how easy this is to solve, right? You got a bunch of NBA balls at the game, right I, well, you know what you do at the end is you say, hey, oh this is Giannis. this was kind of the game ball, right so you have the but oh hey Oscar, this is the ball you used to hit that free throw. So here it is. Congratulations. Whether it's the ball or not, he's not going to know. All the balls are the same. So you give him a ball and say, you got this one. We took it out of play for it, whatever it is. And you say, okay, there's a ball for you there and now here's the game ball. And everybody wins, right? You don't don't, don't just have one ball at the game. Balls go in and out of play. You give him him that ball, he give him that ball. I could have solved this in five seconds, but if I solve it, we don't have this fun Giannis yelling at Halliburton like something really bad happened during a game.
4: Well, there's a couple of things to it. Uh, number one. I mean, I just need to confirm. I mean, is it just for ceremony? There is the game ball or, and, and do they actually cycle other, other balls into the game? Like, you know, obviously, you know, you and I uh, kids soccer or whatever, or even you watch a soccer game. There's a little guy ready with one at, at designated spots. So if there's a throw in near it, he just runs up, grabs the ball and go. Uh, if you're running along the end line, you go and grab it for the corner, kick all of that. Um, but I, I think, really, it just comes back, and it's biblical. It's a King Solomon it's, situation. It's biblical. Yeah, this it's a, a King biblical. Solomon situation. And, and print this one. This one goes in the podcast uh, and, and gets highlighted. Uh, is You just cut the ball down the middle. It's not a baby. Oh, you just get half. Wow. Well, you cut it down the middle. Wow. I, I don't know
1: about that. I don't, you get half no, a no, ball. No, no.
4: You get half a ball. If you want to sew the other half back on, <laughs> you know, of another ball and graft it all Frank and Weenie style, well, you got to do it. Why can't you have? it? Well, a, they both then get a legitimate half of the game ball. But it doesn't matter because each of them would believe they have the legitimate no, ball. No, you Gian, can't lie not, to it them. No, you're not lying. They're to not okay,
1: hang on. You're not lying to Giannis because you're giving him a ball that he used to set a career high. So you, 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 that's no problem. But, you know, with with Chibwe, you say, hey, you know, this is the ball you used. Are you sure? Yeah. And even if you're not sure, it doesn't matter. He believes it's the ball. Everybody wins.
4: Everybody wins. Really, the, the real MVP in this, at least for you know about 45 seconds before all hell broke loose, was that Pacers assistant that went and grabbed the ball <laughs> from the referee. I sent you that video. That oh, guy's yeah, yeah. a hero. Give me that they, ball, man. Give they right, they ball. flip it to the referee. He goes yeah. to turn it. Right yeah. as he turns to start walking, that assistant was on him oh, immediately. Yeah, Did we yeah. get that? <laughs> He was grabbing that ball, walking like he
1: was Barry Sanders, man, making That's moves it. and flipping around. Oh, this is, this is so silly, but
4: it's so great. Oh, it's, uh, it's pettiness at its finest. Uh,
1: we're going to have more on this because teams are starting to weigh in on this controversy Oh, now. wonderful. Who gets the ball? Oh, my goodness. You'll hear it coming up next. Jason Smith, Mike Harmon, live from the TireRack.com studios. This is the holiday story we all needed. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio.
5: 2025 QX80 coming this summer.
2: There's plenty to celebrate in March and National ex- <laughs> Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. <laughs>